Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Dan Carson, and I'm thrilled that you've chosen to download and listen as we continue the conversation about student ministry. Now, on today's podcast, I'm recording at Central Baptist College of Conway, Arkansas, and I have with me Dr. Virgil Porter, who is the Bible Department Chair here at Central Baptist College. Dr. Porter, thanks for being on the podcast. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. It's a pleasure. Well, this is a real treat for me. Uh, One, because I didn't have Dr. Porter as an instructor while I was here, so this is an opportunity for me to get to know him a little bit better, but it's also a way for us to to celebrate Central Baptist College. And Central Baptist College is one of our partners. We are always excited to promote them. They are challenging, engaging, inspiring. And if you have a student who is looking for that next place to be, uh, we encourage you to check out cbc.edu. And whether it's a Bible degree, which is kind of what we'll be talking about today, or if it is uh, some other degree, the school offers science degrees, they offer kinesiology, just a wide range of things. And so we want to encourage you to check it out at cbc.edu. Now they have things like Stampede Day because they're the CBC Mustangs. Uh, That's their preview days. And so check out their website, get your students involved. Perhaps you need to finish up a degree yourself. They do offer some degrees through their PACE program. And again, you can find out more information at cbc.edu. Well, again, we have Dr. Virgil Porter with us. He is the department chair. He's a graduate of Dallas Theological Seminary, and we're just so happy to have him on the program. Uh, Dr. Porter, I just want to hop right in. Uh, We want to talk about education and talk about some of the great things that are going on here. Uh, But let me just ask for our listeners to have the opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. Um, When did you accept Christ? What did that look like in your life? Well, I was raised in southeast Missouri on a farm. And, of course, back then, everyone farmed. That was in the previous century, millennium, (laughs) you know. And um, went to a small school, did not go to church, was not raised in church. My mom and dad did not go to church, but I had aunts and uncles who did. And so they took me to church as well as my younger brother and my sister. And so at age 13, I made a profession of faith at a small Baptist church there in Matthews, Missouri, which is a BMA Baptist church, was at that time, still is, First Baptist Church, and was baptized shortly thereafter. Um, So it was just one of those, uh, I'm not raised in church, but I had some exposure, and then just in a particular service, God convicted me of my sin, and I repented and believed in Christ as my personal Savior. Well, what I love hearing is that someone cared about you enough to take you to church yeah it's about personal relationships you know and as we speak and we speak into the lives of part-time full-time bivocational and volunteer student minister workers i often ask this question is was there somebody that you feel like kind of poured into you during those pivotal early years 
Especially the teenage years. What did that look like in your life? Well, I had a couple of instructors in high school that were church-going folks, and um, they had an interest in students just overall. Yeah. And it was a little freer back then. People, instructors could have some influence over their students' lives, spiritually speaking, uh, without any intrusion or objection or anything like that. So I had a couple of high school teachers who had some influence there, but primarily it was those aunts and uncles who talked to us about Christ, who um, invited us to church, made certain we were going to Bible school and other things like that. So it was family. Right. Who right. at that time, the church was small, had a pastor part-time, uh, no one else paid. There was no youth director. There was no youth ministry, really. Uh, the only thing we had that I can remember had to do with Vacation Bible School and then a youth group that really had no leadership. We just got together on occasion, and that was about yeah. it. So there were really no adult influences there. It was family. And one of the things that I tell my church and one of the things I tell students here at Central Baptist College, of course, many of them are not married, have no children. I tell them, uh, this is one of your responsibilities, the spiritual upbringing of your future children, your responsibility. So someone's investing in you, and when you marry and have kids, it's your responsibility to invest in those kids. And even though my parents did not, other family members did. And... You know, that's one of the great truths. As we do student ministry, we really are doing family ministry. We need to be pouring into our the parents. We need to be pouring into those families, providing opportunities for them to grow closer together and for that impact to have a long-term effect. And so I'm just, you know, I love hearing, I love hearing people's salvation stories. It's just so exciting to me. Uh, you know, as, as someone who is, in the ministry, we feel like God places a call on our lives. Uh, at what point did you feel that call? I, I know that you you're a graduate of Central Baptist College. You know, you have went on to get your degree at Dallas Theological Seminary, and so those are indications that God's called you to something. And so, what did that look like? And and what? How would you define that in your life? Well, when I came to personal faith, there was a strong conviction that I was lost and needed to be saved, even though I didn't understand everything about it. There were people who helped to explain that, like my pastor at that time. A couple of years after that, I began to feel the same type of conviction that there was something that I needed to do. Having made a profession of faith, I had no clue what I was supposed to do. But there were people around me who began to notice things and make comments so eventually I talked to my pastor, and uh, even though he didn't just outright tell me what was going on, he gave me some indication of what was going on. So I felt conviction to teach and preach the gospel, and I was probably about 15 at the time. And um, once I made that commitment and surrender, there was peace, just like when I came to personal faith. Uh, so it was a conviction issue, and I had no plans to... Uh, go to church or be in the ministry uh, those things just happened I, again I was raised on a farm I was uh, planning to go to uh, vet school be a veterinarian but uh, that didn't work out and that's okay <laughs> uh, I still ended up getting a doctor's degree just kind of in a different right, field right. and I have done nothing else but that 
when I graduated high school, I came to Central Baptist College, began to pastor while I was still a student here, uh, pastored for a number of years before I went back to school after I graduated from CBC. So I went to Dallas and got a master's degree and a doctor's degree. So I've only done ministry. Now, if I needed to do something part-time, uh, I'd be a janitor. I'd herd cattle. I mean, it didn't make any difference. If I needed right, to make right. some money, I'd get a part-time job. But basically, I've done ministry my entire adult life, from about graduation out of high school till now. That brings up a really good point. Uh, as someone who might be listening and considering ministry or has a student who is considering ministry, um, there is this indication that we need to recommend get a degree so you can do well, so you can have a real job outside of ministry. I mean, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. And so my question is, you, you followed a path, and I followed a similar path. I went from high school to Central Baptist College. I got my, my bachelor's degree here. I went to our seminary, got my master's degree there. Um, even I'm even back in school now working on my doctorate. And But all along that way, and while I've had and been bivocational, um, I've just really done ministry. Yeah. And so what would you say to someone that's saying, well, I need a degree to, so I can have something to fall back on? What do you think about that? I think, at least I've come to this particular thinking, that there is a need for bivocational ministers, ministers and bivocational ministry uh, because there are plenty of places where a person can do ministry that are not going to support that person to live. Right. And so there's a need for that. But there is also a need for and there are opportunities for full-time Christian ministry, and I never thought of anything other than that. Yeah. No one seemed to try to convince me otherwise. I just thought that's what you're supposed to do. God called you to preach. God called you in the ministry. That's what you're supposed to do. And so that's what I did. I think a person who's going to go into full-time ministry needs to make that kind of commitment that this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to trust God to provide the path that I can follow to do full-time ministry. It may not be for everyone, and there is uh, that bivocational aspect today. In fact, uh, Dr. Martin Jamison, who teaches here in the Bible Department, had mentioned some time back that he had seen something, heard something about co-vocational. Yes. And yes. so there are things happening in the church today, um, and we're going to have to make some adjustment. But I think in our generation, generation to come, there will still be opportunities for full-time ministry. It's just a commitment. That's what God wants me to do. That's what I felt. And that's what I pursued, and it's been fine ever, all along the journey. What, what I love about that is it just made me think, all right, so it's, it's really comes down to a, a commitment. Yes. If, if God has called me into ministry and if I recognize that early enough, then I can go to a place like Central Baptist College and get my degree in Bible. Now, will I have to work another job? Eh, maybe. Um, but that priority is learning and growing in God's word so that you can effectively preach and teach. Yes. And so, yes, you may even get a bachelor's and then head to seminary and get a master's degree. And you may be working at a bookstore in addition to your ministry, but it, it's a commitment to the highest priority, which is 
sharing the gospel yes. and knowing how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, man, that's that's fantastic. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things that you're involved with here on campus, but I also know that you have a ministry in the local church as well. Tell us about that. Yes, I do pastor part-time at Pleasant Valley Baptist Church at Greenbrier, Wooster, whichever city you want to locate it in association <laughs> with. And I've been there about, um, I guess, 14 years. So I've been there just a sh- shorter period of time than I've been at Central Baptist College. I'm finished 15 years here at CBC and working on my 16th year. Um, it's a part-time church. It's a smaller congregation, but we're traditional. So I three sermons a week usually, so Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. So I do a lot of teaching and preaching, uh, not just my classes here, but at church. Um, I think the thing that's beneficial for me there at Pleasant Valley is that there are people there who carry the load. Mm. And my basic responsibility is to provide some leadership or some oversight or some direction and then just teach and preach. But they take care of the load. So the everyday activities, the lights needing changes, the place needing clean, whatever it is, they're taking care of that. In fact, they even take care of a huge amount of contacts and visitation and taking care of people. Um, so it's not a, a weight that I bear right. there. Right. I, just the teaching and preaching primarily. And that's what I enjoy. I mean, if you don't enjoy ministry, you're not going to enjoy ministry. And if you don't enjoy teaching and preaching, you're not going to enjoy it, even if you do those kinds of things. It would be a miserable life for you. But I enjoy these things. I enjoy studying the Scripture, developing things that I can give to people, hopefully that they can use to have a better life and be a better servant, a better believer. I, I look at not just yourself, but at some of the other professors that have that are here that have been here. Many of them are um, pastoring or involved in ministry in one form or another um, locally. Um, you mentioned Dr. Martin Jameson as one of those. He's a pastor. Um, what are some of the values that you take from that as you teach Bible or you teach ministry courses? What is some of the value of you being in the local church on a weekly basis? I think one of the values is practice. Mm, Yeah. So you're actually doing something. You're not just telling your students this is what you need to do. You're also doing those kinds of things so you can bring the practice of what you're doing into the classroom. So Dr. Slayton, Joel Slayton, he pastors. Dr. Martin Jameson, he pastors. I do. Dr. Tim Brewer, who teaches part-time here, he pastors. So we bring those lessons, those practices, those illustrations from our everyday ministry into the classroom. It's not just information or instruction. It's also experience that we're giving them. And I think it's uh, a given when it comes to education that if you're going to teach in a particular field, you need to do something in that field. Yeah. Not just learn the textbook material, but do something in that field. So whether it's science or kinesiology, English, whatever it is, you need to get out there and they encourage you to do that. In fact, some places they push you to get out there and do those kinds of things. And if you don't, 
then you don't have the experience that you can give your students in the classroom. Those illustrations that are yours. Right. And they know that they're listening to someone who's not only telling me what to do, but who's doing what they're telling me to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember many of my ministry classes at um, our seminary, at the VMA Seminary in, in Jacksonville, uh, were with Elton McCann. Yes. And at the time, um, he was involved in ministry, and he so he drew on those personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Now, the same thing at where I'm at now, working on my, my doctoral degree, um, those guys that are teaching those classes are teaching from real-world experience, that things that they're either doing now or that they have done in the past. And so, man, that makes, since that's really almost a part of the DNA of, of Central Baptist College, that makes the Bible department, to me, even more valuable than just who's teaching that class. It's because they're teaching with years of knowledge, with a degree, and with practical experience. Yes. And there are occasions when we bring students into our churches and say, that I want you to do this. It may just be one class or one sermon, but we give we have a place we can give them experience. Oh, yeah. We don't have to send them somewhere or hope someone's going to invite them somewhere. If they need something, we can do that. I had a student um, several years ago who was talking to a congregation about a position, a staff position, where he was going to church at the time. Uh, he was not getting opportunities to teach or preach. And this church that was interested in giving him an opportunity for staff position wanted to hear him preach. And so he came to me and he said, I don't have anywhere to preach. And I said, you can preach at my church. You set it up with those people who are going to come and hear you preach. I'll set it up from at my church that you can preach at a service in my church and they can come and listen to you. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. I don't remember how it, panned out for him. I don't know whether he got the staff position or not, but we had something. I had a place for him. And we have had students sometimes who go to churches that are well-staffed and they're great churches, but the student doesn't get an opportunity to do anything. Uh, Now, they may be being nurtured and the people who are staff and volunteers and whatever are helping them. They're giving them right, things. Right. It's not that they're just dead and dry, uh, but some of them need something. They need to practice teaching a class and developing a lesson and preaching a sermon, and we can do that for them, any one of us here on the faculty at CBC. And, of course, they're encouraged to come to our congregations and, and participate. Well, I know that I I speak from personal experience with at least two of the staff members that are currently here. Um, my my experience was in March of '91. I surrendered to the ministry. Is during my freshman year here at college. I I thought that God wanted me to be involved in just youth and music work, and I thought, okay, that's it. And then I realized after spending more time in the Word that God wanted all of me completely, every bit, and part of that was preaching. And so I made that announcement, and it spread like everything else does on a small campus, I mean, very quickly. Um, and it wasn't but two days after that, or even maybe that day, that Dr. Slayton walked up and said, Hey, brother, 
I'd like for you to preach in my church. And my third sermon was at Eastside Missionary Baptist Church here in Conway when he was pastoring there. And it was just a fantastic thing to know that here's a professor who has seen me, I believe at that point I was in New Testament survey with him, I think it's been a year or two. Um, but then I had the chance to do my internship with Martin Jameson when he was at Temple Baptist Church. And then, um, you know, he that formed a, a bond with me. And so he came and spoke at my ordination service a few years later. Um, and it's just a, it's a neat thing to know that you've got professors here that are doing ministry and that want to see the ministerial students succeed and, and to grow. Um, so let me, let me ask this question. If you were talking, say to, to a student, somebody who's in high school, they've expressed a, a, a call to ministry. They feel like, okay, God is calling me to be a missionary. God is calling me to be a pastor, um, a youth pastor, or any of those type of things. What would you say to them to encourage them to come to Central Baptist College and to get a Bible degree as their bachelor's degree? One of the things I think that's important as far as encouragement for a student like that uh, is just to ask them what's their desire mm. and maybe even go a little bit further and ask them, well, what are your plans? What are you going to do five years from now or 10 years from now? See if they have some kind of desire or plan that they're going to be in ministry um, and then encourage them with the information they give you. So find out who they are, what they got going, and encourage them that particular way. I think a second thing is I would just relate to them my own experience. So when I was called to the ministry, uh, I, again, previously I was going in some other direction, some other school, right, right. but that changed. And once I was called to the ministry, it seemed without a doubt my pastor, at that time Dr. Jesse Thomas, uh, was teaching at Central Baptist College, and he and I from the same hometown, the same home church, uh, probably saved and baptized at the same place, maybe licensed and ordained by the same church. <laughs> but at the time, he was 18 years older than I am. But that's another story. So he came to our church occasionally, drive up from Conway to go back home to visit people in Matthews, Missouri, and he would encourage me this is what you need to do. I think this is what you need to do. And others would encourage me as well. So I just had no other interest, desire, but to go to Central Baptist College, get a Bible degree, and be a teacher and preacher of the Word. So I would tell them that's what I did. And I have no regrets about it. And then I went further. Uh, I pastored for a number of years before I went to get a master's degree. And that's not a bad thing to get some experience. Um, then I went to Dallas Theological Seminary, got a master's degree and a doctor's degree. Because then I had a desire to do more than just teach and preach in the church. I also had a desire to teach at school somewhere. Okay. And so I would tell them my experience. That's what I would do. This is what happened to me. This is what I decided to do. This is who encouraged me. And that's the path I chose. And again, no regrets about it at all. I have a friend who one time said something about, um, you know, I don't, I'm not sure you're doing the right thing. You might be making a mistake. And I said, well, what do you mean? Well, you need to get a, 
a degree that'll give you a job so you can right. make your money on the side and teach and preach on the other side. And they just was like in one ear and out the other. I had no interest in that. Um, I wanted to teach and preach. I felt that's what God wanted me to do. So I just pursued the education based on what I thought God wanted me to do. And so I would relate to them again my personal experience. That I think's real. This is what I did. This is who I am. Mm. May not necessarily be who they are, but it may be what they need to do. And to know that someone else has done it already may be a great encouragement for them to do it too. I mean, when you get a Bible degree, what are you going to do with a Bible degree? I mean, you have some options. Right. You can be a preacher. You can be a pastor. You can be a missionary. You can be a... A teacher um, in Sunday school or uh, maybe a Christian school. You know, the list isn't long about what you can do. So you need to be certain that's what you're going to do. And I was certain that's what I was going to do. And my story is is very similar. I, I didn't really see any other options. It was when God called me to ministry, it's like, okay, here I go. And and. and you know, along the way, people would ask me the same sort of thing. Well, what are you going to do if you get in this situation? Well, God has called me to this. God is going to provide for during this time. And, and that that's a scary thing um, if you just look at the, the nuts and bolts of it, the yeah. practicalities of it. But, but God has continued to provide and will provide. And so you mentioned it for just briefly, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of education, or I wouldn't be back in school. Uh, so what kind of prompted you to take those next steps after Citra Baptist College? Um, once you got your bachelor's degree, what, what led you to, to Dallas Theological to work on your master's? I think the same thing that was a part of my coming to Central Baptist College, that was the thing that motivated me to go on to further education. And that is, people saw... A potential there. Um, so when I surrendered to the ministry and was headed to Central Baptist College, the big motivator there was people seeing you need to go to college, you need to go to this college, and they encouraged. I think that's the same thing about going to get the master's degree and the doctor's degree, uh, that people encouraged me to do that. Family members, uh, people in churches I'd been uh, even though they didn't necessarily want to move their pastor on. At least I <laughs> hope they didn't want to do that. And uh, then educators like uh, Dr. Harold Cooper, Dr. Jesse Thomas, and others. Um, I think when I went to seminary back in the 80s, um, there was a growing in the BMA, uh, a movement that was growing about getting education. Now, we've had educated people all along in the BMA. Right, Their numbers right. have not always been that great as far as people True. have gone to Bible college or seminary. But I think back then that was a, a movement that was going. Just go to school and get a further education. But the big thing is people encouraged me. I mean, I was born and raised on a farm. I like farming. I love it. I could still be doing that today. I like livestock. I could still be doing that today and enjoy it. But I enjoy this much, much more. 
than doing that kind of stuff. And I think it's again boils down to people see things in you. And so young people should trust uh, their student pastor, their pastor, their Sunday school, discipleship leaders. And when those people say, I see potential in you, you could do this, or maybe you need to be thinking about this, we need to take those kinds of things seriously. Sometimes young folks don't. It takes years for them to pick up on what we've been telling them years before, but uh, we need to listen to those people. I, I listened, I guess. Right, right. But, I, of course, I've done a lot of talking here, but usually I'm a listener. So I just listen to what people have to say. I don't have to contribute to the conversation, but I can certainly learn from it. You know, my, my pastor, when I was stepping through God's call in my life, I remember him saying to me, uh, it was Danny Gordon, who was pastor at Springdale Missionary Baptist Church at the time, he just said, well, I can't call you to the ministry. And when I finally realized what was going on in my life, it, it was, he was like, well, I've been waiting for you to take those steps. And, um, you know, we see so many things happen in our students. Uh, I, I assume that you do that here. I mean, because in a way you're doing student ministry every day that you go to a class. Um, you're, you're investing in young people who are at a pivotal point in their life. And so I'm just so thankful for, for you and for, uh, for the other professors here, um, it's it's a special place, and that's the reason I'm such a big fan. So, if you were going to talk to to a youth pastor, if you were going to talk to a student, um, why consider Central Baptist College? What what would you say to them? One of the primary things I think about considering Central Baptist College is there is a Christian emphasis on this campus. And just because a school is a Christian school or religious school does not mean it has that emphasis That's on That's right. <laughs> and there is here at Central Baptist College a Christian spiritual emphasis. So if a youth director or youth pastor is concerned about his students or her students at church, they certainly ought to be concerned about them when they leave high school to go to college. And they should be encouraging them to go to a place like Central Baptist College because of that Christian spiritual emphasis that is on the campus here. There are all kinds of things happening uh, that um, motivate that and move that on this campus. Not just the chapel every week, but other things that are happening. And many of them student-led. So they're going to meet kindred spirits when they come here. Now, granted, we have students who come here who have no church background or who have church backgrounds that um, we might consider not mainline evangelical Christian churches, and that's okay. But they are certainly going to meet kindred spirits, students who are interested in their spiritual walk with God and who are going to help each other with that walk. And when there's a struggle... Um, Students are going to gather around that student who has a struggle. Um, I think also to encourage someone to come to Central Baptist College um, is that classes are small, so you're going to have regular contact with your instructor, um, and that instructor is going to pray before class or give a devotional before class, uh, be interested in your life, not just 
what are your grades, but are you going to go to church this weekend? Uh, I understand you were gone a couple of days this week because you had to go home for family issues or anything I can help you with. That is here. Um, and so instructors are not only pouring into students academically, and we certainly want them to learn, but spiritually um, in the sense that we really do care for you. In fact, I had a seminary instructor at Dallas Theological Seminary. One time a student asked him, um, you've taught at the college level and the seminary level. Which one do you like? And he said, I like the college level far better. Why, they asked. And he said, because I can influence students there. He said, when you get to seminary, you probably have your mind already made up. You've got your degree, so you're in a field or vocation, have a job, occupation, profession, and I'm not going to have that much influence over you. I'll be able to teach you some things and help you, but you've already charted your life. He said, but in college, I can help these students chart their lives. I have an influence over them. And the instructors here at CBC understand that and are willing to do that. And so when a family... Uh, youth pastor, mom and dad, send their student here. We're not their parents, but we'll work with them in a sense that they may think that we are. <laughs> I, I remember a time or two, especially with, you mentioned Dr. Jesse Thomas. He would just come up and he, in his low voice, and just, just say, well, brother, it just spoke volumes yeah. of what what it, that meant and what it said, and you just knew well, Dr. Thomas, Dr. Slayton, um, and Dr. Mitchell. And for me, there were some other influential men while I was here. Johnny Hoffman was among those. Um, Jim Courtney, uh, just people who loved on you, who just cared about what was happening and, and where you were headed in ministry. Uh, it's one of the great things about Central Baptist College, but I just want to encourage our listeners, if you have students that are considering ministry, to look at Central Baptist College and have them consider taking that step, diving in headfirst into a Bible degree or a missions degree, something that's going to equip them for ministry. So maybe they're not, um, maybe they end up being bivocational or, or the more popular term now is co-vocational, uh, but either one of those but get that foundation, have that degree, the, the, that education that focuses in on God's Word so that they can rightfully handle it as they preach and teach, and whether it's to students or whether it's to adults or any, anybody, um, that they'll be able to do that in a great way. Well, Dr. Porter, I'm thrilled that you've been on the program with us. If somebody wants to reach out to you, and ask, ask questions about the Bible department here at Central Baptist College, what's one of the best ways for them to do that? Probably the best way is just to send me an email at vporter at cbc.edu. And, of course, that pops up, you know, just about immediately, and I can get to it fairly quickly. Okay. So that's the easiest way. Well, I would encourage you to do that. If you have questions as the student ministry worker in your church, um, or if you're listening to this, maybe you're a parent, or you're a student yourself that's just kind of fleshing out, looking at some different opportunities, reach out to Dr. Porter, reach out to the team here. They're going to give you some great information and keep working on it. 
but again, thank you, Dr. Porter, for just taking a few minutes to talk about the school, about education, and letting our listeners have the opportunity to get to know you. Now, listeners, if you are um, interested in sharing this, we'd love for you to do that. We'd love for you to, to like, review, and then share the podcast so that more people can join the conversation about student ministry because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.